afternoon, traders. Happy, what day of the week is this? Tuesday? It's only Tuesday? Jeez Louise. All right, happy Tuesday. Give me just a second here. I'm closing out some stuff, getting ready to rock and roll. How are y'all doing today? Do me a favor in the chat. Put in your favorite stock or two or three. I don't care. I need some stocks to look at, and I'm asking for your inputs here. My internet says it's somewhat slow, so if I look like crap, I apologize. Um, hang on, let's do a speed test. Let's do a speed test. When I use StreamYard, it has a little like Wi-Fi looking thing up in the corner um, to give me like an estimation of speed. Let's just see how that's going. Rabbit, que paso? Nathan, good afternoon, my friend. Sabrina, how are you? Um, Sabrina, do me a favor. In the chat, can you put... First off, is that an American stock? I don't know if it is or is not. Um, and then second, can you put in the um, the stock ticker for that? Nathan says, yeah, quite pixelated today. Yeah, this is not the uh, the best speed here. Usually it's a thousand down and thirty five up, but we're gonna have to make it work. Hang on, I I can do one thing. I gotta plug something. Phone. That'll help. A little, a little bit less strain on the system. Let's see if that works. Sabrina says, "Awesome, cool. All right, check it out. I finally got access, thanks to Mahesh, to the dev environment. The dev environment is housing the Outlier two point upgrade. Um." Li Auto Inc on the Nasdaq. What what is that? Is it just Li? I don't I don't know what to look for in that. I got gotcha. you as long as it's covered. I got gotcha. you. I just don't know what it um what the t- ticker symbol is. Okay, so I pulled up Microsoft, Nvidia, Apple to start. It's just Li. Cool. All right, we'll do that. Thank you. All right. Um, before I get too deep into it, we got a lot to cover today. Uh, Bluefin Trader, Jean-Louis had a question, so I want to try and answer that question real quick. Um, Then I want to... um, Somebody asked what it would look like if I were to put on a trade today. So I would like to go through that process uh, decently quick. And then I would like to spend a few extra minutes looking at these um, upgraded signals. So let's start with Jean-Louis' question. Hope you don't mind. Jean-Louis said, hey, Chris, had another frustrating experience today. My scanners flagged MU. When I checked Outlier, there was no buy signal. The SPY was still being in the green, short time frame. And understanding the risks involved at 9.36, I decided to purchase three calls, hoping to hold my position for a few days. Initially, this trade was going well, but things quickly turned sour when the SPY started to fluctuate, causing MU to rapidly lose gains around 9.40. Let's jump over to MU real quick. So this is yesterday he's talking about. So this big red candle, if I'm going to zoom in on the five minute chart. And so this is what he's talking about here, right? It bounced up in the first few minutes and then it came back down like he's saying. Okay. That got me thinking about Delta hedging. Entering the trade with a 75 Delta. I wonder if Delta hedging or shorting the stock against my calls would have been a suitable tactic given the circumstances. However, considering MU's subsequent recovery a few minutes later, like here, like he's talking about, uh, 
that could have resulted in significant losses. Adhering to my risk management rules, he exited the trade at 942 and no loss incurred. That's good. I'm eager to hear your insights on how to navigate a comparable situation. So Brian jumped in. Brian, I appreciate you doing that. Day trading entries at market open are hit or miss. Dude, I couldn't agree more. This, this right here. And this right here. <laughs> Let's go to the day before that. And this right here. See a big sell-off. And this right here. A huge gap up and then down and then back up. That's why I don't trade the open. I Jean-Louis, I or Bluefin Trader, if that is not Jean-Louis, I believe it is. I wouldn't even touch the market until an hour afterward. If you're a swing trader like myself, swing trader meaning I'm going to hold a position for a few days to a few weeks until I get an exit signal. I wouldn't touch it at all before one hour, at least after the market's been open. Now, the way that I trade, which was the way that I was taught, was to wait until the end of the day because A, the price has already figured out which direction it's going to go, right? By the end of the day, there's pretty much not like crazy sell-offs in the last 30 to 45 minutes unless big news comes out, right? It's it's more realistic to say it's going to continue on the path that it's been on or somewhat in that uh, ballpark, right? So like here's a couple of days ago, you can see it basically moved up and then went sideways the rest of the day. Here, it went down, it came back up and then went sideways the rest of the day. Here, it gapped up, mega down, mega back up, and then back down. But then again, it had been trending down since 12 o'clock my time. So it had trended down for hours. And then again here, it had trended up for hours. And notice at the bottom here, the very bottom down here are the volume candles. If you look at the very bottom, you'll see the biggest candles come right at the beginning and right at the end. Right, that's that is exactly how it works every single day. Right at the beginning, right at the end. Right at the beginning, right at the end. That's on every stock. Right at the beginning and right at the end. So, by waiting until the end of the day, you get a couple things working on your favor, right? You've got a little bit of a trend that's developed and more more times than not continues on through the rest of the day or goes sideways. And then you've got the big volume players coming in at the end of the day as well. By putting those things in your favor, dude, it just makes life so much easier. And as Brian said, the first hour of the day, there's so much volatility, up, down, sideways, reversals, all that kind of stuff. And if you are a committed day trader, you'd love that. If you're a committed day trader, that is your bread and butter. I'm not that dude. I'm not sitting around stressing and waiting for that to happen. I am doing my best to get in of trade and let it work. And then the next day, check it out. But I don't want to sit there and manage it all day. However, if that's for you, my friend, by all means, just understand that the first hour of the day actually could be quite fortuitous to you. If you like that volatility of trading. If you don't, like I don't, I will continue to wait for the end of the day. So I hope that helps. Victor, what's up, dude? So I hope that helps, Bluefin Trader. I'm always here for you guys. Glad I can help. All right. So, Moroccanalis. Morocco. Hang on. Let's try to figure this out together. Moro Callis. Morocalis. Brian. Hey, thanks, man, for uh, chiming in on the Discord. I was just chatting about that. Appreciate it. I'm going to go with Morocco Callis. I know that's not right, but I'm trying. 
Morocco Callus was saying, hey, man, could you at least like try to put on an actual trade versus like stopping and following your plan like you do every day? So, you know what, Morocco Callus? Yeah, let's do this. Welcome to the Outlier Trading Room. This is how to trade in only 10 minutes a day and exactly how to take the guesswork out of trading. Now, this is my style of trading using Outlier, and I am a partner with Outlier, and this is how I trade with it. So it always starts with the market. I want to see the 10 over the 20 with price over the 50 on the S&P 500, and then the same in the S&P 500 breadth. So let's go back to here, go back to here, go to the daily. So we have the 10 over the 20, price is over the 50, Price is still trending up. And on the market breadth, market breadth is still trending down. Okay, so we have a, a disparate, disparity here. Now, per the request of Morocco Callus, it was uh, Sebastian. Hey, man. And then Miraculous, but changed the I to an O. Oh, Miraculous. Oh, <laughs> dude, thanks for watching live. <laughs> Miraculous sounds a lot better than Morocco Callus. I, I will give you that. <laughs> okay. So the request was, hey, push through. See what comes through. So let's do that. Um, so the market breadth is going down while the price trend is going up. So the next step is to check for existing positions. Now, we don't have any on. If we did, I'd be going through and talking about the uh, exit points for those which you can see on the screen, but we're not going to today. So next, I take the outlier data for today's buy and sell signals. So let me pop this open in a new window. I don't want to mess up my 1.0 to 2.0 change. And this is going to load for just a second. 17. So I will take these 17, highlight them, copy, and... I'm just going to see if this works. Made a couple changes to the trading plan. I want to see if it works. I just drop it here. Yeah, that worked. Cool. Okay. Then I'm going to take that list. This is the most efficient way to get it into TrendSpider. This is why I do that. I'm just copying the list out of Outlier into TrendSpider. I'm going to go to my Outlier list. I'm going to edit my list. Here. Now, my list of 17 names is right there. Okay. Now we're going to take this a step further. What we've got is a market scanner and outlier long scanner. All it's doing is looking for the individual stock to have the same criteria as the market. Okay. So, price in the direction of the trend. And you know what? I don't think it has high trading volume. I may need to see if I can update that scanner, but um, I used to drop this into a different spreadsheet. And in that spreadsheet, it would check relative strength to the market, high trading volume, as well as price in the direction of the trend. Now, as I talked about last week, I did a lot of backtesting and found that relative strength actually, in this case, the way the outlier works, um, eliminated some opportunities. So I'm not going to be doing that anymore. So I wonder, add a parameter, condition... I just want to see if there's like a minimum number of shares. No, okay. I got to just click through this to get rid of it. Okay. So this is just looking at uh, the price being over the 50, 
the 10 over the 20 with price over the 50 and then price being greater than 20 bucks. I only trade stocks that are greater than $20. I'm going to hit scan. And this handy thing right here, this handy widget is this. So I can actually close this and we can see this is the full 17 name list. This is the shorter list that actually has the trend in the direction we want to see. I can click through each of these, right? So the 10 just crossed the 20 price is right over the 50. All right, so here's my list. So I narrowed it down from 17 down to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Now we're going to take it a step further and we're going to do our strategy testers. We're going to back test these. Now we do a two step back test. First, we want to make sure the outlier signals pass and the trend spider back test also passes. So for example, outlier theory long, which is really simple. It's just as MACD crossed over and his price over the 10. That's it. It's really basic. Hit run. So this has a negative expectancy. This is the only number I care about right here. I'm not trading this one. So usually when that happens, I will mark it red and I won't come back. This one here is positive. I like that. ESLT is flat. I'm going to go ahead and just mark it red because 0.3 just doesn't matter to me. Negative 23 again. So negative back test here. Seventy-two looks good. Fifteen looks good, and thirty-one looks good. So we have one, two, three, four. Now let's go through each one of these, ARTC, and confirm that the outlier data, a TRC. Okay. I was like, how in the world could I not have gotten that? Let's confirm that the outlier data also shows a positive expectancy. And it doesn't here, right? Signal return negative 73. So I'm going to skip that. Uh, the objective here is to eliminate as many as possible. IRM. One thirty-seven. That looks good. SMTC. Fifty one looks good and J and J. Also looks good. Now, here's something that is new in TrendSpider. I'm going to pull up a second TrendSpider instance. This is really, really cool. So they have this new thing called Variance Explorer, which just takes the back test and allows you to run more than one simultaneously. So outlier theory long, only on the daily, back to a step 1,000. Now, the only downside to this is um, they don't have it where you can copy and paste in names. You have to do them manually. So let's just do it real manually real quick. IRM, SM. I'm sure that they will uh, improve this. And you'll see why I'm doing this in just a second. Take off spy, compute. Check it out. That is the backtest results right there, all in one spot. So now I've ranked them. My backtest has ranked them right here. So now I can say, okay, IRM, that's where I'm starting. So let's go to IRM. 
Now we are inside of Tastyworks. So this would be inside your broker platform, IRM. I like to go 21 days to expiration, give or take. So instead of starting with highest relative strength, we're going to start with highest back test. 21 days or so to expiration, 250 plus open interest, less than 50 cents bid ask spread, and 20% or less extrinsic value usually gets us around 80 delta. So 18, uh, 17 days is good. And open interest, we could do uh, any of these three. So I'm just going to click these. Now, Tastyworks has had an update since I started doing live streams, and I know that this is now difficult to read. Um, and I don't know a better way to do this because that's the platform I use. So I'm not really sure how to make this look better, but we're going to work with it. Um, we could do any of these three. This is 40 cents wide. This is 30 cents wide. That's 10 cents wide. All of those are okay. Let me pull up my calculator. That's not calculator. Calculator here. Now let's do some math. We want 20% or less extrinsic value. Extrinsic is this number here. 354, 1,965 in open interest. They're all good. So 24 cents over 750 is 3% extrinsic. That's good. 29 cents over five. That's 6%. That's good. 63 cents over 275. 22%. That one's going to be great. I would go with this one right here. It's it's 10 cents wide. It's got 22% extrinsic value, which I can live with. And it's half the price of the one above it, so I could get a decent amount of them. Now, the question is, how many do you get? How many do you get? Well, that is where you've got to have position sizing down. I made this so simple for you. Check it out. Inside of the Discord, go over to the how to trade in 10 minutes. Copy this. Copy this, the outlier scanner. It is this file, okay? It's probably exactly this file, uh, but it's gonna make you make a copy of it. So now go in here and update your numbers, right? Let's say your account balance is 20,000. Let's say you wanna risk 5% per trade and the approximate option delta is around 80. It's usually always around 80 in the style that I trade. That option delta was exactly 73. So like I say, it's always around 80. And then just type that stock in here. That was IRM. And then it's going to give you the approximate share size if you were trading shares and the approximate option size if you're trading options to keep your risk in check. Now, you could be a gunslinger and be like, bro, I'll trade 5%. I trade 50%. Boom, bam. If you do that, it's going to increase your option size right there. So let's go back and say I want to trade 5%. Let's say I have a $20,000 account three options so i'd come in here and i would purchase um at midpoint is 267 let's just say i got filled at 275 because that's the actual ask price quantity of three right yeah three at 275 the 72 and a half call i would hit buy i would do it on my other screen because whenever i do that i keep up i have two accounts with tastyworks this account literally has eight dollars in it you can actually go check it has eight bucks in it I don't want you to go check. I don't want you to uh, steal my identity, but this account has $8 in it because I opened a business account because I'm a businessman and I can do tax write-offs. And in my business account, I keep on my other screen and I mirror that and I put on the trades that way. So that is exactly what I would do. 
uh, miraculous. I hope that that was sufficient because that's literally what I do. Now, I would take a little bit of time and do a lot of this homework ahead of time for you so it wouldn't be so uh, lengthy, but that's how I would go about doing it. So we've gone through that. And so I'm going to close this. Be sure to go get this because when we do make trades, you want to have the right position size where you've got your risk in check. And let's spend a couple more minutes looking at the 1.0 versus 2.0 signals. Finally, let's do this. Mahesh finally gave me access today. Let's make this more bigger. Let's get me out of the way. So here's the 1.0 you're used to. Here's the 2.0. I believe there are still some changes coming according to Mahesh, uh, but it looks it's going to look like this, but better. Uh, we're just going into looking at the signals today. Now, one thing you'll notice is that dev is slower. Dev is slower. I'm telling you, dev is slower. So that's why I wanted to load up three ahead of time. Um, we also can take a look at LI Auto. Um, in fact, while this is loading, let's load up LI Auto. Ticker sound, S-O-U-N. I don't know if that's covered. We'll see. Ticker is sound, S-O-U-N. Sorry, no matching results. I Outlier may not cover it. And then let's just try LI. It doesn't look like uh, LI Auto is covered there, Sabrina. Uh, we cover over 1,700 of the uh, best names between stocks and ETFs. So that one's just not covered there. Sorry about that. Not now, at least. Hey, you are welcome, Miraculous which is way better than Morocco Callus. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe I need to refresh. Let's let that refresh. Okay. So what I noticed in my initial review is the buy and sell signals um, are, are decently in the same spots, but they seem to happen a little sooner, which is what everybody's been asking for. We need to see these a little bit sooner. Perfect example. March 20th right here. March 22nd is the 1.0 versus the 2.0. Same sell date, April 13th. April 13th. What difference would that make? Uh, Mahesh also told me that um, the dev is only up to January 2nd as far as data. So I can't look at what today numbers are so we're looking at march 22nd 2023 here versus march so that was the production one this is dev this is the new version march 20th so two days earlier Not too big of a difference on that one. Sell signal, April 13th. For both of them. Negligible difference on this one. Close to close. 5.86% versus 6.5%. A little bit more. A little bit better. So that's good. That's just the first one off the board. May 2nd in production. May 2nd in production. So like I say, some of them are the same. July 20th, July 20th. You'll notice here 
this one in the 2.0 had actually less trades than this one in the 1.0, which would save you in commission costs as well. Uh, same ending point, November 27th. November 27th, but one less buy and sell in between there. So that was okay. Let's go to the next one, NVIDIA. All right, buy signal March 22nd, 2023. Yeah, dev is so much slower. That's why it's in dev. <laughs> Let me go ahead and, oh, Apple. Okay, let's do Apple while NVIDIA loads. Let's do Apple. March 27th buy signal on Apple. March 24th buy signal. Okay. That was wrong. Oh, I got it right there. So March 27th, and then Dev got it a little bit earlier, March 24th. One day different. And this one actually would have been a sell. The sell signals were different here. This was a get in, get out. Whereas this was, was a get in and hold for a long, long time. Hold from March to July. Which, I mean, they both ended up in the same spot, getting out in the same place. But this one was a get out a little bit earlier, get out a little bit earlier and do it again. Um, let's see a different one. August 31st. August 31st. So that was the same date. So in Apple, the takeaway here is uh, same overall result from buy to sell, but this one had you in and out and then again in and out. So let's go to NVIDIA. March 22nd, April 6th. March 20th, April 6th. Okay, so this one's a little different. Let's go to that one. March 22nd, 2023. And April 6th is the exit point. Drop that on. March 20th. Okay, so this one would have done a little bit better. This first trade here. Close to close, about 2.3%. This is about four and a half. Actually, this would be twice as much. The gains on this particular trade are twice as much. Nathan says, in the case of Apple, it means that the current version has greater gains than, right? If you're holding through the whole duration. In this, in that one trade, yes, for sure. Instead of buying, selling, selling, buying, yes. On In Apple, specifically on that one trade, yes. Now, this one actually has double the returns uh, by putting it on two days earlier. That's pretty cool. Uh, May 22nd. May 22nd. So that's the same. July 19th. July 19th. Let's see. January 9th. January 2nd. Okay. Now, I don't have the sell signal for this more, most recent NVIDIA run, but this will still work. January 9th versus January 2nd. Oh, this is going to be a this is going to be a lot different. Hang on. Uh, let me take off these other ones so I don't get confused. 
January 9th versus January 2nd. January 9th here. January 2nd here. Now, I may not have taken... Actually, that would have still been 10 over the 20 price over the 50. This one still would have been on my radar. However, it would be under the 10 period. So I know personally in my trading plan, I wouldn't have taken this. However, we're not looking at my trading plan here. We're looking at the actual calls and or I'm sorry, not the calls, but the buy signals and the outlier 1.0 versus 2.0. Most likely they have the same sell date of February 14th. So the original signal, still incredible, 39%, $207. The updated signal, 53%, $257. Look at that. All right, that's pretty cool. That is pretty dang cool. 53% versus 39%. Whenever I move this, it, it's updating these numbers. But $257 versus $207. 50, 50, 50, let's call it 53% versus 39%. So NVIDIA, on the first trade, we saw double the gains from 2% to 4%, which is already outstanding. And then on this particular trade, a 39% return versus a 55% return. And that's only getting you in a handful of days earlier. Between two and five days earlier, it looks like. Same sell signals. So that is awesome. I don't know if you guys can tell, but um, I am a partner of Outlier, as I like to say. However, I trade this. This is my money that I'm looking at here. So I am stoked. I am so, so, so excited about this. Uh, so April and I are going to be working on this more. Um, I've assigned her... Uh, I basically need her to go and, and list in all the buy and sell signals and open and close prices. That way I can run my data on it. So I should have that by tomorrow on uh, like my my group of like 80 different trades. Um, and that's that's where I noticed where a lot of these, they're basically the same trades, but a few days earlier, keeping the same sell point. Um, so yeah, that's pretty exciting. We covered a ton today. Thank you all so much for coming. I apologize that my internet connection has not been as beautiful as normal, but that's okay. You don't need to see all those pores on my face. Just, you know, similar white guy block. That, that's about me. <laughs> Have a fantastic afternoon and uh, I'll see you right here tomorrow. Talk soon.